Hello, and, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, a podcast where we will enlighten you of all the hidden stuff you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this work since 2005 and have learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Have you ever started a job only to shortly realize that you really hated that job? Oh, yeah. Like, I knew it in the first couple days. <laughs> <laughs> and I have too, so it's not really an uncommon thing. Um, I would like to start out with, though, that there are many, many people out there that love their job, and they um, will switch a job, and it, you, you're nervous the first day, you're not really sure if you're going to like it, and that you end up really liking it. But it, it does happen to a lot of people where they accept a job, and they realize, you know what, I think I might have made a mistake. This is not where I'm meant to be. Or perhaps you've been in a job for a long period of time, and you realize, you know what, I really don't belong here. And so what we're going to talk about today is how you can make the most of that situation um, before you move on to your next situation, I guess, or even how to improve where you're at, I guess, is, is another way of kind of salvage, salvaging this too. Yeah, like uh, what what can you do to maybe improve it for yourself? Exactly. Or at least for a while, like mm -hmm. maybe you say, I'm just going to bide my time here for a year and then I'll move on or whatever. How can you make that year still fun and enjoyable, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I would um, really encourage people to think, from the very beginning, what was it that made them want that job? Um, there are some situations where you get into a job and you get nothing that you were promised. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, my one that I'm not going to name names, but mine that, that came to mind when you asked that question was so much about that. So it was, I want that job so bad. Mm -hmm. I really would work for that company. And when I got in there, it was nothing like what I thought. And a lot of it was cultural. The work was fun. Right. The, the client, the audience we served was amazing. Mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. it forever. But the culture of the company just from the top down was so toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you do in that sort of situation? And um, having a, a very similar situation, I can tell you that, you know, what I did, and I did say a couple of years at um, a particular job that just ended up being tragic <laughs> to say the least is that um i really just looked at it from the perspective of what is it uh, again that i wanted to get out of this particular job um for me it was you know a very prestigious company would look great on my resume the job description itself and a, a lot of the work i was going to be doing would really pad my resume and my portfolio so that was what i really focused on was really just sticking with what can I get out of this? You know, and you kind of make mm -hmm. it a little more selfish now. Um, I think a lot of people go into some jobs not being so selfish, but I had to get selfish at that point. What can I get out of here and how long can I take it before I move on to something else? Yeah, and so I think one thing that you've talked about before is also maybe finding someone who does love it. And I right. think that's a little bit of how I made it work because I stayed about a year too. Mm -hmm. And um I found, so the company, I feel like overall was kind of a toxic culture, mm -hmm. but there were some fantastic people that worked there. Right. And so you can find your tribe within it. Like mm -hmm. within every company, there is a good group of people. And my team, like my little group I worked with were amazing. And a lot of the other groups we worked with were amazing too. It was just the way the company was more run mm -hmm. in, a, mm -hmm. in a broader way was difficult. But you know, I found some great people who did love what they were doing and were passionate about it. And I mm -hmm. think that's part of what really helped me 
embrace it and and stay as long as I did and and learn to really like it. And that's an excellent point. I mean, I had a job I remember in college where I worked in a factory and they hired a bunch of college kids to help during the summer. The job itself was just mundane and repetitive, but the people I got to see every day just brought such joy. So that's one way to look at it too. Kind of like find your tribe while you're there. Um, you can all commiserate together too, I suppose. But you know, just being around some really great people, really talented people, can be rewarding in itself. And you have to think about, well, what can I learn from these people? Again, it, like I said, it sounds a little selfish, but sometimes you have to be. Um, and and just really hang around the cool kids and and just really absorb what they know and what you're going to get out of this. Yes, absolutely. It's not. I don't think any situation is you know, all good or all bad, even a company that's not, or a job that's not a good fit for you. There's good mm -hmm. parts. There's good people. There's bright spots. There's, you know, parts of your work you're doing that you really like. So yeah, how can you play that up or, mm -hmm. or make the most of it in right. the amount of time that you've decided you're going to be there? Or maybe you've taken a short-term assignment. You know, it's going to be three months or six months. Yeah, just how get do through you, it. Yeah, you're just going to get through it. But how do you find, like you said, what can you get out of it? Mm -hmm. And how can you find the, the good parts of it that then you can take on when you go to the next thing? Right. Uh, one other thing, too, to think about is, is end product. You know, um, nothing can muck up a great job faster than a bad manager or a bad culture or things like that. But the one thing that just kind of popped into my head is that I know a number of people, for example, that will volunteer for like a humane society or something. And when you when you're in bottom rung, guess what? You're cleaning cages, you know, which is probably a, a not the most glamorous. It is not the most glamorous job. I don't say probably. <laughs> it is not the most glamorous job. But people think about the end result of how they're helping. Um, so think about sometimes that, that end product, and you can mm -hmm. sometimes get through some of that, that muck and mire um, once the reward is, is there. Yeah, it can help put it in perspective, too. Like say, say you stay there for a year. It's one year of your whole life, right. your whole career. It's not that long. Again, you know? yeah, just what am I learning this year? You know, what, what can I take to the next job? What can I find at this job that's going to get me to the next level? Like um, let's just say, for example, if you're getting promised things um, at your you necessarily plan or whatever, or there's other opportunities at the job once you're there. Um, let's just say, for example, you could learn how to project manage while you're, you thought you were being hired as a graphic designer. It's really more of a project manager job. Guess what? You can now add that to your resume, you know, like put in a, a little bit of time. What's the higher level jobs want skills like that? So, you know, try think a little more big picture in some of those cases. Um, the other thing that we had on here, too, is, you know, is there a way to change your environment, too? You know, I, I think that, um, especially with startups and um, some companies that have just been around, so I guess in any company, can kind of get caught up in their own drama. Can you be the person that kind of comes in and, and straightens that out so it's not quite as dramatic as it has turned into? Mm -hmm. Or just not play into it. Not like play into it, Drama sure. feeds on itself, Absolutely. right? So you could just excuse yourself Yeah, but if there's <laughs> any way you can kind of help put some of that in perspective, you know, people might be freaking about one thing. Maybe it's a procedure that just needs to be changed and you yeah. could help do that. Or, you know, if it's um, somebody really can't communicate well with the creative director or the owner or something like that, how does that person really function, really dig into that? And maybe people just find a better way to um, understand the management. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to be part of the solution instead of just piling on the drama and complaining? Right, <laughs> right, right. And then you could be a, a real game changer in a company. Um, yeah. And uh, again, just not by feeding into it, but just really analyzing, you know, what really is a problem here? Why are these people so angry? And is it because, you know, trust has been lost or... There's some other issue that has gone on, like an uh, employee kind of poisoned the well somewhere along mm -hmm. the way. 
Um, can any of that be fixed, you know, by, by your leadership? Yeah. And so that actually leads into the idea that sometimes the problem that you're having with the job is, is another employee. Mm -hmm, It could be mm -hmm. a peer coworker. It could be, um, your boss, you know, it, it just depends on the situation. And so that's another area where you, you know, you kind of need to decide what you're going to do with that situation. Do you think it's something you can resolve and make better? Or is it something you just are going to have to figure out how to work mm-hmm. with for a period of time? You know, it each situation is different. So it's hard to, to know what the right uh, choice is going to be. But I always remember that thing about um, that people don't quit companies, they quit managers. Right. So, right. you know, hopefully say you're having a challenge with your manager, maybe there's a way to figure out how to not, how Mm -hmm. to work together. And sometimes it's just understanding them. If they're getting frustrated, they're getting upset with you or your team or other people or whatever. Maybe if you could figure out what that trigger is for them, it's like, Oh, well they get frustrated when, you know, people come to meetings late because their schedule is completely booked and now they're always late. Great. We can all just show up on time and right. resolve this, you know, like sometimes it's really small things, but that person may not even realize what it is. Mhm. Mhm. Exactly. And you know, ask those questions and you know, obviously if it's, you know, your superior ask it in a uh, very respectful way, you know, like why do you get upset? Yeah. How can I this, help? Or how can I help this, this situation yeah. or you know, um, people get are really, really receptive to um, people helping them. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, this might be a little Pollyanna, but I generally go into any situation assuming the best in people. Oh, same. Like until I they, the same. until they prove me otherwise, mm-hmm, I will mm-hmm. trust them. I will believe, you know, the best of them. So even if someone is difficult to work with, I try to figure out like, well, why? Like what's, mm-hmm. what's getting to them? Cause nobody wants to go around and be angry. At least I believe nobody wants to go around and be angry. So something is, you know, stressful for them. And maybe I can be part of the solution. And, and also, and I've also been in this situation, sometimes you can't be. So if I feel like, okay, I have tried, I've done what I think I can. I now have to move on. That's fair. Mm -hmm, But at least mm -hmm. I gave it my best shot. I didn't, you know, just be like, Oh, I don't like that person. I'm going to, you know, bail or talk badly (laughs) about them or (laughs) whatever. You know, all the, all the great, you know, things we're so proud of doing. Um, but at least you give it your best shot to try to figure out oh, how to absolutely. work with that person. And what a great lesson. Figuring out how to work with difficult people. <laughs> that will serve you your whole life. It absolutely <laughs> will. And, you know, just start practicing immediately. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no way to, uh, to uh, just start quickly because it will it will get you far. And, I mean, I have had some successes dealing with um, people that have been difficult. And it, it really just kind of boiled down to uh, people want to be heard. Um, they want you to make sure you understand what they're saying and where they're coming from. So if you go in with that in mind, it's like, you know, I really want to understand you when you say this, or I want to, again, I want to help you in some way. That goes a long way with people because I, and sometimes they just, there's people out there who just like to complain, listen to the complaint, you know, sometimes that's all it is. And and then they're done. (laughs) That's true. They just want to be heard. And perhaps you can offer a solution or what I have found too, especially working with groups and things like that is, you know, whoever's leading that group ask, all right, what would you like the end result to be? We can figure it out, but you tell me what success looks like. And that's where we're going to get to because they, I think some, um, the, the management might feel really frustrated again, that they're not being heard, that they're not being understood. Um, it's sometimes difficult when your manager cannot communicate back with you. Um, I think some of the artists out there that are listening can relate to when you're trying to, you know, you know, design something and you're being told over and over again, well, that's not it. 
You're like, I'll know it when I see it. What is it? Yes. <laughs> well, what is it? I'll know it when I see it. Um, so that could be a little more challenging. So again, you can maybe throw out that question. Well, what would be success? What does success look like for you? And they might be, be able to give you at least some in, you know, insight or some adjectives at least to kind of get you closer to where you are. But yeah, communication is a big thing with people in general. That and I think people sometimes can be the most combustible part of a company. Um, yeah, and also like often, you know, when when you're in a role, often you're not fully aware of maybe some of the higher level decisions or mm-hmm. stressors and pressures that may be on on your supervisor. Maybe they are getting a lot of pressure about something, and if you don't know what that is, or if you don't understand how they're measured, mm-hmm. like what makes them be successful, if you can figure out what makes them be considered successful by their boss. Right. And if then you can help make that happen, then you're helping them be successful. You're going to be successful too. But if you don't understand kind of the whole dynamic of, you know, what, what their pressures are, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to, to be helpful or to be, you know, be more, help them be more successful. Right. And, and sometimes it also helps as well when you can take a couple steps back to see a bigger, wider picture of what the people around you are going through. I mean, you might have a crabby person on your team. Well, what exactly is making them crabby? I can almost guarantee it's not you. And it's not the work that you're doing. But there's some other moving part in their life that is making them crabby or untrustworthy or defensive or, or things like that. And you know, once you get to know someone well enough, you might just take the opportunity to ask them that. Um, that's why I always like to start with, you know, just make sure people are heard, you know, and sometimes th- those little truths will come out. Sometimes you'll see that um, maybe the president of a company is writing the, you know, creative director really hard, which causes that person to write you hard, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. But once you step back and just say, okay, I see why they're kind of being a jerk right now because jerkiness rolls downhill. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes it just does, and then you just decide that's not the kind of company you want to work right. for. And, and that's that goes cool, back too. To culture. <laughs> that goes back to culture. That, that's all fine, too. Sometimes but, that motivates know. people, you know, and, you know, people will ride them all the time. Or if they'll put up with it because they, too, have an end goal. It's like, you know, I want to get this recognition here. I want to get this experience here, and then I'm going to move on. Um, mm-hmm. th- the one caution that I'm going to say, too, speaking just from a as a, as a manager standpoint, you know, kind of be aware that that is going on too because if you're wondering why you can't retain people it could be a culture problem it could be you're just being a jerk it could be you know uh, there's someone else on your team that has poisoned the well and they're chasing all the good people away um it's it's I will just say, you know, it's very unpleasant and scary to have to let somebody go that has poisoned the well but um especially if they're a good worker they get the work done but yet they're just very difficult to work with um, but yeah, it could, it could save you a lot of people. Yeah. And I, I think there's also something to be said for making sure you understand the difference between, you know, this person is pressing hard on me to create great work and mm-hmm. to help me, you know, do a really great job. And this person is being a jerk. Like oh, yeah. in my world, there's Some no, people are just vicious. there's no room <laughs> for jerks or right, being right. vicious or whatever. But on the other side of it, it's like, Work is hard. Uh, yeah. Like sometimes it's not all fun mm-hmm. and sometimes it is difficult and challenging and you get frustrated and you're disagreeing. You have to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't just because sometimes it's not perfect and happy, you know, 
hundred percent of the time, that doesn't mean it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like there is a difference between hard and challenging and someone putting pressure on you to, to, you know, push your ideas or to right. go further or, right. to, you know, to just be better. That's great. And that helps you grow versus like being a jerk, yelling at you, right. throwing things, There's whatever. There's thing that's being mean and one yeah. that is challenging people. Yeah, you know, but... Yeah, I, be very clear on that. Yeah, and, and be sure you don't confuse them because I think sometimes people are like, think that challenge or that person pushing them is bad. And I don't think that's bad. No, not at all. And I, I probably should have clarified that a little bit more too just by saying that um, when you're when you're looking at the whole picture and you're seeing how somebody else is treated that kind of rolls downhill to you, just know that that's what you're working with, you know? So yeah. while that person might Sometimes not... Sometimes it's just high standards or high right, expectations. And, and it's just knowing, you know, it's just, you know, saying, okay, you know, I understand the environment and, um, or here's what the expectation is. You know, yeah, you can definitely peel that apart in many ways. And I remember running into um, somebody who was uh, a vice president of marketing uh, just a few years ago for a company that I worked with years ago. And he had brought up that... Um, he goes, oh my God, that co- you know that department was such a mess. It was just so chaotic. You know, we always were arguing or whatever. And I had said to him, you know what? I thought it was really one of the best jobs I ever had because it, we did challenge each other, and the talent was great, and we worked hard, and we worked together. And yes, we made each other crazy, um, but the stuff we produced was amazing. Yeah, you know? and exactly. So for me, I had a totally different perspective of the job. While he kind of saw it in a miserable way, I w- just kind of you know turn that frown upside down and said, no, wait a second. This is actually kind of fun. Yeah, exactly. Because you were right. in it, not so much. And you were happy at the, you know, ultimately the outcome was great. And, right. and again, to just reiterate, there is no room for people who are abusive mm-hmm. or oh, yelling yes, and run, throwing things and anything case. like that. Like there is a, too. yes. Oh, I've worked <laughs> with that worked person that too. Person. I mean, there is a level <laughs> of completely inappropriate behavior that should never be accepted. Yes. We're not condoning that. But we are condoning like, yeah, sometimes I mean you kind of argue or you fight for your idea mm-hmm. or you, you push back because you think you have something else to present that might, you know, solve the problem. That's good conflict. There's right, good right. conflict and bad. That's the good conflict. Right. Don't don't mistake that for for, you know, a bad job. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that can be great. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really um, good point that we keep kind of reiterating because I know some people who um, graduate from uh, their their college or whatever or, or school and they are seen as the top dog of all creative talent and then they get a job and they're not so much yeah and they're expecting the same kudos and the same hugs and love and now they're being challenged um that's not what i'm talking about as far as <laughs> running from a job that you don't love but with that too just kind of keep it see it with both eyes open too it's like am i being challenged here you know are what they is what they're saying um makes sense you know really you have to be introspective too um, or people who have, you know, were the top dog at another company, they go on somewhere else and, you know, the rules have changed a little bit and you have to be flexible and you have to be understanding. And again, just start with, okay, I accepted this job because of this. And here's what I'm going to try and take away from it. If, it get, if this all gets too miserable, but I'm going to stick with it and, and do my best work here. Yeah. Figuring out those dynamics in any new environment. Like you mm-hmm. said, you go from high school to college, you were, you know, I was the art kid in right. my in my tiny <laughs> high school, and then I went to I went to an art school. So everyone in my school was the art kid right. in and their high school. There's a lot that were better too. Absolutely, that just blew me away. And then you graduate from there, and then you take a job in 
an art department mm-hmm. somewhere. So it's a whole department of people right. who went to a school like you just graduated from. I mean, it's just like it, it keeps you keep stepping it up mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. And so then you do have to figure out that dynamic. That's a great point. Like, you know, last week you were the superstar at your tiny company and now you're the newbie who doesn't really know what's going on in your new bigger company. But that's right. good. That's growth. That's, right. you know. Absolutely. And it might leave you uncomfortable. But, you know, again, it's a way of um, really think about how can I love this job? You know, is it, are they talking, you know, bad about me personally, which is, you know, one way to look at it, which is that is, is the, the jerky person that we keep bringing up? Or um, are they really trying to push me, challenge me, get more from me? Um, yeah, welcome that then. And just say, Here, oh, my gosh, I'm learning so much. And I'm going to learn so much from these people. And I'm going to gain so much experience. And that's how you learn to love that job that perhaps you didn't, like so much when you first walked in. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, sometimes you're just not in the right place. Yeah, ultimately, yes, we, w- we should probably get to that point, too. <laughs> um, and, and you have to, you know, accept it, come to terms with it. And even like the place that I, you know, was referring to before, I did love it. I loved mm-hmm. everything we did, the work we did. I still see that brand out there. Mm-hmm. And think, Man, that place is fun. Oh, yeah. But the job was not for me. Right. And so I stayed there for a while. I gave it a really good you know, go. And, and I stayed there long enough to learn some new stuff. And then I got a new opportunity. So it's, it's okay to move on too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I would caution people from is bailing too quickly because yes. for some re- some of the reasons that you were saying, sometimes you don't know how it will pan out. Like right. give it a little time, it some time, see how it will pan and out prove yourself too. You don't expect yeah. that you're going to be loved the minute you walk in, but trust me, if you prove yourself as being an asset, suddenly the love starts pouring out. <laughs> right. Right. I think you have to give it a little time. You have to figure out the dynamics, mm-hmm. settle into the team, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so don't, don't decide too soon it's not for you. Right, right. Give it a little time. At some point, you might decide it's not for you. I mean, again, if someone's being abusive, it's always not for you. Mm-hmm. Just move on. But yeah, and you shouldn't tolerate any sort of harassment or no. cruelty or, you know, bizarre things like that. Right. Um, right. But if it's just like this, a little frustrating and challenging, and mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure where I fit in the dynamic yet, and, you know, everybody doesn't love my work like they did the last place, I'm going to have to step it up. Like, that's all good stuff. That's all growth. Give that some time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That could end up being your favorite job. Like the one I just referred to, you know, that, that somebody else thought was really terrible and I thought it was really awesome. Trust me, every day I was frustrated. <laughs> but again, in hindsight, I was like, that was the best education I ever got. Yes. Um, so you have to get, yeah, definitely give it a chance, see what you're going to get out of it. And you might actually learn to love that job. Yeah. And, and if you don't, then you, you know, you've, you, you take on. what you learned, you yeah. pack up your supplies and, and you move on. You find the new opportunity. You, you know, obviously we talk about these things in, in other podcasts, but, you know, you start looking before you quit if mm-hmm, you can. Mm-hmm. You, you know, start putting your feelers out and, and you take everything you learned with you. So you still, you're going to gain something from every situation you're in. Even if it's a bad situation, you learn how to deal with a bad situation. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And that's knowledge too. Yep. Knowledge is power. You've just learned something. But um, the one thing to remember, too, because um, both you and I have seen plenty of resumes in our lifetime, too, is if you do have one of those little periods of a a quick job somewhere, um, make sure you know how to talk through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because people will ask, oh, I see that you're at the ABC company for only six months. Tell me about that. So make sure it's a good story. You don't want to badmouth a uh, past employer. Um, If it was, you know, legitimate problems, you may... Yeah, I I was going to 
say you made my attention upon, but no, just figure yeah. out it wasn't a fit. Right. You um, could have the gene- it just wasn't a fit for me or right. you the know, my, my manager and I didn't get along. You know, something like that yeah. is fine, but you don't need to get into the gory details. Yeah. And honestly, if it's a place that's kind of toxic, it probably has a reputation anyway. Exactly. People understand that. They probably um, know other people who were there and they'll understand. <laughs> just don't have it happen too often because then you have to start yeah. thinking like, is this me? Not <laughs> right? the job? You know, right. I mean, everybody has, a, you know, an occasional situation that just was not a fit, but it right. should not be a repetitive issue. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, there, there might come a point where maybe it's your behavior that it has to change too. Maybe your expectations or, or things like that have to change. Um, if you're finding that you're, you just cannot find the perfect job out there. I mean, yeah. freelancing is always an option too. I guess you're never really committed to anybody, but um, you know, being a contractor in some way, but yeah, there, there, there's always that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Running, going from job to job is not, it's, it's pretty typical, especially in the creative industry, but if you do it too much, those really short periods of time are the ones that people question, though. So I always like to encourage people, you have to at least stay a year. You have to at least stay two years. Two years, any place, you have not a thing to worry about. People will never ask you a question about it. But again, there's always some circumstances where you just have to bail because it you know, just makes your skin crawl going in or something like that. Um, it's just not a culture fit. And culture fits are hard. You know? yes. um, but with that said, you just need to find the culture that you fit in. Right, exactly. And and I think, you know, to this idea of like loving the job you have or making the most of it, the grass isn't always greener. I think people often yes, are, yes. you know, jumping to that next job because it, the grass is greener. It's like there's always good and bad, mm-hmm, right? It may mm-hmm. be a fabulous company. The job may be great. And there probably are a lot of positives. There'll be something that's not perfect. Right. It just no job is perfect. It right. just isn't. And it's always changing, you know, the dynamics. You, I, I know people who have taken a job and then two weeks later, the manager that hired them that they loved left. They took yeah, another right. job. You know, it's like, it's always unpredictable yeah, and it's changing. A, it's always so. moving. And also too, um, you know, just speaking to both the talent and to the uh, employers too, is that um, some of these larger companies have really spoiled the talent out there too by all the perks that they offer as well. So while you, you're really just kind of trudging through this one job and like, oh, this is a horrible culture and blah. And you're looking at, you know, large companies like Google or something and everything that they get to offer, like, oh, they get lunch every day and they get, you know, whatever, which, you know, has kind of made it challenging for people. But also think too, you might have to work up to that as well. You know, you're not going to walk out of school, out of your next job and get like into that necessarily that dream job, which is why, again, you know, when you're at a job, get as much as you can, as much experience as you can, learn something, learn to work with people, learn to work with, you know, projects. And then slowly career step your way to, to that job that seems to be that shining star um, on the hillside there. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear about, please send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and join us next time for more creative tips.